0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into Ryan and Megan, the podcast. Today, we are discussing what do you do when people have doubts about you going into traveling?
1: Welcome to episode number 16 of Ryan and Megan, the podcast. We are two traveling physical therapists with a family. And we are here on the podcast, talking it through, letting you get a little bit of insight, hopefully into travel, what it can look like for you. So um, today we're diving into how to handle the hate, right?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't call it just hate, but a lot of times we'll have students or people looking into travel, you know, and they're wanting to get started. And they kind of talk about like, how do you handle disapproval or people who are worried about you about it, you know, telling you that travel is not a good idea or they're unsure about this travel thing that you keep talking about wanting to do after school or maybe even quitting your permanent job to do travel therapy. And so uh, there's there's some stages to it. I think we've learned over the years, because when we looked into travel, we were students And we were finishing up our doctoral program. And so we got hit from all kinds of ends. We got, you know, family talking to us. We had professors. We had our fellow classmates. We had people, our fellow uh, co-workers when we were in clinicals. Um, and so you kind of get it from all sides. And so it can be very overwhelming, I think. And you just feel like, well, am I kind of crazy? You know, I'm listening to Ryan and Megan or other people who are travelers who produce content and they seem to be doing well and enjoying it. And it seems like something I would like to do, especially early on in my career, possibly or right after school. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm also feeling a little pressure from everyone else saying like, well, why don't you... Why don't you work for one year? Why don't you get more experience as a therapist before you travel? Um, that that will just delay your development. You know, how are you going to get mentorship on the road? You're, do you want to be a mediocre PT or do you want to be a mediocre therapist? Um, I'm just kind of having flashbacks from from when <laughs> we started. Um, so how do you deal with that? Uh, because not everyone is is malicious about it.
1: Yeah, so we've kind of broken down the doubters we'll call them yes. the doubters into three categories and we kind of just want to go through the categories because it can be helpful to be able to identify what that person's doubt is and put them into a camp um to kind of know hey should i like take this one seriously um do i need to just discard it because you know, it's not worth worrying over. And then if I am taking it seriously, you know, what do I do? Is there any way that I can, you know, combat some of the fears of the right. doubting people?
0: Right. So I would say our our first category is the people who are supportive, but they're still doubtful of travel. So they might come to you and you know, really, they're there to support it. You feel supported by them, but they still have a lot of questions and they're just uneasy about this travel thing you're talking about because they've never heard of it. Or maybe their only experience is they were in the hospital one time 10 years ago and a travel nurse treated them and, and, and they just haven't, they just don't have much experience with it. So they are going to be supportive, but they're just doubtful and they need answers to some logistics. This, yeah, so I this think, is, kind is of our
1: logistics campaign.
0: Logistics camp. I think this is where f- most family members will fall into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most family members' initial reaction to you telling them about this travel therapy that you work for only thirteen weeks at a time, you make more money, but it's uh, you kind of get to work wherever you want, and you're not you know working for one company for forty years of your life. At first, they're going to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa," and and kind of back off of it. And then they're going to start hitting you with their, with their worries, with their doubts, with their questions about the logistics. The one that I get all the time from my family, and I love them to death. I think every three months they ask me, do you have health insurance?
1: (laughs) That was a big one, especially at first.
0: Oh my gosh. At first. And, and it was, it's really funny because, because we do, we have health insurance and, we don't have health insurance. Well, technically, we're on Health Share, <laughs> but we have medical coverage.
1: Try telling them that. No, we don't.
0: <laughs> but uh, that was a big one for my family. They were, and and again, if you listen deeply to what they're saying, it's it's not that they're support, they're not supporting me, or supporting us. It's they were just worried. They want to make sure that we have good healthcare in case anything happens, and. If that wasn't offered with this crazy travel thing we're talking about, then uh, they would bring it up and and say, hey, you need to really consider this. And then especially, you know, once you have a family, once you're married.
1: Yeah. So I think this camp is some of the um, doubts that are worth finding an answer to. If you feel like you don't have the answer to those types of doubts where it's the logistics of how things are going to work out and, um, you know. And they're worried about like your security with medical things or with expenses and stuff like that, then you should go check out our YouTube channel or previous episodes because we have had some episodes where we've talked about um, some common myths in travel therapy and some common, you know, worries that people have.
0: Yeah. One of our best videos is, I think we did a, it's been a while, but we did a top 10 myths of travel therapy. That will probably hit most of them. Yeah, And then kind of look back through our travel therapy insiders playlist on YouTube, um, because we have a lot of videos that are, we we try to hit hard on the logistics because this is what people need answers to.
1: Yeah. And those questions can be answered and ultimately that's what gave us the confidence to keep going for travel because we were able to find the answers and be satisfied by them and kind of have a plan for those questions that came up. So it's not that we were like, ah, that question is a stupid question. Why would you even ask that? It's a legitimate question, but there were good answers to it um, that were just a little bit non-traditional, but still worked out and um, made us feel secure enough to do it. So,
0: right. So, as they ask those questions, if you don't have an answer to them, um, you know. Tell them that you'll consider it, that uh, you need to go look out for it. A lot of times it's things like, do you have health insurance? Do you have certain benefits like um, retirement accounts? Can you put stuff away? Um, what do they do for housing? Do you have your housing stuff figured out? How does the tax stuff work out when working in multiple states in a year? Um, they're going to ask you those logistics. Those are probably logistics you need to kind of find out anyway. And then usually once you kind of explain it and answer it for them, um, they're really supportive. Our family has been very supportive of our travels, and um, and then once they get a better understanding of it, they might not understand it fully. They might ask you a billion times, you know, if you have health insurance
1: or it. But it they, might not. But be... they will
0: be supportive, and this is a this is a good group to have by you.
1: Yeah, and and for most people, it's not a lifestyle that they can envision themselves doing, mm. and so for them to embrace it completely and be like, "Oh yeah, I would just go do it." too can be hard because it's a big step for a lot of people. A lot of people aren't in an industry where they can even fathom a type of lifestyle like this. So, um, you know, while our families support us, you know, it's probably not something all of them would go do. That's okay. Not everybody would go do it. But anyway, their doubts are good to answer. And it's I- nice to have those supportive people in your life.
0: I think that's a very very valid point that you kind of brought up is I fall into the habit of, I think travel is amazing. We get to work contracts, get paid more money. We can take off time off when we plan it. Um, I just see a lot of benefits to it. And so I just think everyone else who wouldn't do that is crazy, but (laughs) that's not true. There's a lot of people who wouldn't like the constant change, wouldn't like moving all the time. Um, they like, being able to go to a set office, do their job well, and come back home to where they feel comfortable. And that's okay. And so you might be like me and kind of run into that a little bit with the logistics um, and and with your supportive people. Um, Don't fight against that. You got to learn to kind of humble yourself or I have to humble myself, I know, definitely. And know that, you know, this lifestyle isn't for everyone, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. So the next category of people... Um, we would call these the ones who are projecting their fears onto you. So this is a fearful category. The doubts are like, well.
0: Well, they're well, they're just, um, they're kind of ruled by fear a little bit. So these people aren't necessarily supportive of you, but they're not also hating on you hard. They are just, they know that they are the type of people that would never do this. They to would, actually
1: take the step to do they it. They
0: would never take the step to actually do travel or they just, just don't want to do that so they don't like it. So all the fears that come up with them imagining themselves traveling or doing what you're doing, all the fears that come up, they just start throwing that at you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you have this from your colleagues because they can kind of be a little bit more in your shoes. You know, Like my dad, he can't imagine this because he's worked for the same company for most of his life. And, and that's what he does. He has to go to a place to work and it's not this flexibility. There is no travel. So he can imagine it a little bit, but, but not as much as like my fellow PT that I'm working with at the clinic. Who actually has this option to step into travel therapy? So a lot of times you get these fear projections from your colleagues, from your fellow classmates. Maybe you're in school and you're talking about it, um, in academia, your professors. You get it from. Um, so this is probably where you're going to get get that get that from. And again, they're just kind of projecting their their own fears onto you. So don't take it personally. That's the hardest thing is, is not to take it personally because there'll be things they'll say like, well, do you want to be a mediocre physical therapist or whatever therapist that you are? Because you're just going to be going to bad clinics all the time with your travel contracts. And it's hard not to have our pride swell up and be like, no, you don't know anything about travel therapy. Um, but but again, they're just projecting their own fears. They want to be a really good therapist, so do you, and they think that travel would would hinder that. And maybe they're just not educated on it.
1: Fears? Do you never want to be hired again? By oh somebody?
0: yes, yes. Um, I think both of us had it. I know I had one clinical where um, the owner of the clinic took us out to lunch, and he and I told him. You know, he was kind of going through, hey, would you be interested in working here? I said, you know, I'm, I'm really actually going to look at doing travel therapy. And he says, well, I want you to know I don't hire any travelers. I never hire any travelers. Mind you, they were understaffed and all this <laughs> different stuff. So I'm sure he would hire travelers. But that's that's what I was told. And, and so as a, a new grad or all about to graduate, um, that just was... That he probably falls more into a little bit of the hater category, um, which we'll go over next. But, but people will kind of project that onto you of, you know, their fears like not being able to get hired, only working at bad clinics, not getting enough experience if you're a new grad. I heard that a lot, a lot from professors. Um, and they mean well. Um, but, but, you know, not getting enough mentorship however that looks. And we've done a whole video on mentorship.
1: Mm -hmm. So we would say that the fears are not, um, like ill intentioned. Usually it's just somebody who's voicing what they feel if they were to put themselves in our shoes and they would never go for it. And those comments, usually we would say, you don't have to pay mind or heed to or dwell on. Um, you know, if there's something that does come up, obviously get it answered. We think we still those videos that we've mentioned before would be really helpful but um those are just fears that you don't need to spend time you know worrying about or and there's somebody else's fears they're not even yours they don't need right. to hold you back um they're holding them back and that's you know their own choice so
0: there's um there is one thing that can be helpful to kind of help identify you know if someone's projecting fears is you can, you can simply ask them, you know, maybe they bring up something like, you know, you're not going to get enough experience as a traveler to be, you know, a good outpatient physical therapist. Well, maybe ask them a question of, hey, if I could promise you that you would get all those skills, would you then, you know, say it's an absolute, you know, let's not question if it is or not, but say it's an absolute, would you then consider travel? Is that like your biggest roadblock? And if they're a person that's like, no, I still wouldn't consider travel. Well, then the fear that they're worried about, you know, isn't really the big issue. There's like an underlying other fears, you know, about travel. And you can kind of just push it to the side.
1: Yeah. So our last camp would be the true haters.
0: Yes. So um, <laughs> you got to have a category for these people because and they should be easy to spot. Sometimes they hit the hardest in your heart. Uh, but it just will seem unreasonable. Um, the things that they say, like, like that clinic owner, that's like, well, I don't hire any travelers. And it's kind of like, well, let's think about this. L- logically, you're short staffed at multiple clinics. I think you'd hire any therapist that had a degree.
1: You know, it's, it's a good resume.
0: With a good resume. And so, um,
1: my amazing social skills. And, and, and he had
0: an incentive <laughs> to scare me into, oh, maybe I shouldn't do travel. Maybe I should take a job with this guy. He's offering me a job. So uh, usually there's an incentive structure behind some haters. But these are people who they're not going to travel and they don't want you to travel. So they're not just fearful. They don't, they're not going to travel. They're never going to travel and they don't want anyone to travel. And so they're just going to hate, hate a lot of times. There's people who end up in our comments that are haters and, and they see your lifestyle and maybe there's some jealousy there, but that's not what they would do. And they're going to be loud about it and tell you all about it. You take those haters, put them in a box and push them out to the side. Don't listen to them. Don't let them bring you down. Um, Listen to those supportive people who are asking good logistic questions. Um, know that the fearful people have no ill intent to you, uh, but the haters uh, push them out of the way. Yeah. Do you have any, any good good hater stories or anything on that?
1: No. No, no haters ever, except- Everyone except loves
0: Megan, so no one no one says anything mean no, to her.
1: Except back to, this is kind of outside of the realm of travel therapy, but um, it's when we run out. <laughs> renovated our 1994 Fleetwood Bounder. The internet
0: is mean y'all.
1: And we had videos out of us renovating it and I think we had finally left town gotten it out on the road and we were living in it and we got a comment on one of our YouTube videos that we were living in a polished Turd, is that what he called? Yeah,
0: yeah, he called our RV a polished turd. Just (laughs) because you polished a turd, it's still a turd. Yeah, and we were just like, oh my (laughs) gosh,
1: it was really funny. And, um, you know, just saying how you know, all these YouTubers just think it's so ideal to go out and live in a camper, and really, you're just living in a polished turd. Or, I don't
0: know how many times we'll get a comment that says, um, well that's not true camping and it's like we're not saying that this is true camping we're just RVing it's camping to us camping comes in many forms and so yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of of crazy comments don't if you ever if you ever get on the internet and produce content don't read the comments <laughs> people are ha- yeah. hateful um th- but those are haters funny. we just don't read them yeah um but
1: but anyway that's our little recap of kind of Um, how to identify your doubters. And some are good to listen to their questions, get them answered, make sure you feel confident in your decision. And other ones are good to just pay no mind because there's no need to borrow worry. And um, go ahead and go about doing your thing confidently if all the, all the signs are a go. So
0: yes, if this year is your year, you've been milling over if I should travel or not, you know, we would always say, go ahead and get as much information as you can on the travel lifestyle. You know, learn all the logistics that you can. There will be a point when you can't learn everything, and you're not going to have the answer to everything, because travel still takes a leap of faith faith to hop into, and along the way, you adjust. So you kind of just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I got the lo- most of the logistics down. I've watched Ryan and Megan's videos on, on all the, the logistics that I need. I don't know everything, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try it. It's 13 weeks. You can do anything for 13 weeks. And then you make adjustments along the way. Did we have everything figured out when we started? No. Do we have everything figured out now? No. But we re- we evaluate and we pivot and we adjust. And you're gonna do that with anything in life, but just go into it knowing that, and then the pressure's off. Mm-hmm. Go enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some some rough times. There's gonna be some good times, but that's what that's what we would would tell you to do.
1: So, if you're looking to start traveling this year, please reach out for some recruiter recommendations with the form that we have. Down below in the description, we've got some recruiters that we work with that are all really great. And so, if you're looking to start travel, you want to make sure you have a good recruiter. They really help make the whole experience good for you. So, go ahead and reach out to us at that form. We would be happy to get you connected. Even if you're not sure that you want to do it, you just want to kind of get a connection established, maybe ask some more questions to some of the recruiters or kind of feel them out for what type of jobs are out there. You are more than welcome to do that without feeling any um obligation. like obligation to have to actually take a contract. So definitely reach out, please.
0: All right. What's been poopy? Dig deep. Hmm.
1: So we've been doing this like carnivorous diet thing. <laughs> and that means no carbs. So oh, it's so hard. Um, it has not been perfect. It's only been like two days, and I've definitely had carbs,
0: right? Yeah, I would say we're carnivorous, we're not wholesale.
1: It actually hasn't been that bad. Um, the meals but we've are great. Done some good meals. The meat is fantastic. Our daughter is a carnivore, like born, so oh she gosh, just yeah. loves like steak and chicken and anything protein. Um, so maybe that's a good side. That'll be my good is that yeah, poopy you know, and good. Yeah, like no carbs,
0: but, poopy, but but the but meals good. have been it's okay. Been pretty it's good been steak,
1: delicious. I've been having this like weird nausea at the end of nights for some reason, and I just realized tonight that it's kind of gone away. I realized that because tonight we had Chick Fil A and it came back. So yeah, maybe it's something to do with the diet.
0: It could be, but in a good way, right? You're saying you're not yeah. getting nauseous, right? When eating clean,
1: right? Okay. Yeah. What's been good and poopy?
0: <laughs> um, what's been poopy? I will, I will riff on the diets. Is my big weakness isn't necessarily like crackers and bread and those type of carbs, but if you followed our channel, any or our vlog, any road sodies are like my thing. Soda is my weakness. And as a home health physical therapist, I am on the road all the time. So like my body just like convulses and needs road sodies. Now I've never gotten into the habit where like I have to have my 32 ounce Midwestern gas station soda every day, multiple times a day. I, yikes! it could easily be done with home health and I've seen that. So I try to restrict it as much as I can. Sometimes I give in. But, uh, but that's been probably, How the, many sodas that's probably been the hardest. would you have in a day? Oh, no, no, no. It, it would be like, it'd be like one, but, but I would say maybe I give into a soda when I'm really trying hard, maybe like once or twice a week. So that's not too bad. It's not too bad. But my body wants more. I can tell. <laughs> um, what's been good has, um, just been that, that we're all kind of over our sickness And um, especially the girls, it's always kind of feels weird as a parent to see your kids get sick, they naturally get sick, they all get sick. They're just little incubators of sickness. Um, But you always feel bad every time. (laughs) So yeah, so it's been good that we're back to healthy. Yeah we'll keep it that way all right thank you for watching or listening uh, wherever you find podcasts if you're just listening here we're also on youtube the video version so hop over there consider subscribing hit that like button leave us a five-star review if you haven't already on anywhere where you listen to podcasts that really helps us out thank you and until next time see ya